today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie now we know, or we should know, that sport and diet go hand in hand and good nutrition can have a huge impact on an athlete's performance. But even for those of us who only occasionally exercise, how we fuel our body is really important for our overall health. So I'm joined in the studio now by Louise Reynolds, who's a dietitian with the Irish Nutrition and Dietetic Institute, and Jenny Brannigan, Chartered Physiotherapist at Total Physio. So we're going to get to see both sides of this now. It's the <laughs> exercise and the diet. We know that both go hand in hand. So Louise, when you're thinking about diet and you're thinking about people who exercise as we all should how should you plan your food around training well I think it's it is planning really and certainly for somebody who's training to have something after exercise have your snacks ready it's really just thinking I suppose a little bit more planning and having things in the house that are generally carbohydrates are important because that's our fuel for energy and for exercise but also protein as well so protein is really really important for building muscle so sometimes you'll find people get very into their sport and they might think you know oh yeah well I'm focusing on this and I'm, I'm not really you know I'm a bit hungrier but they're not really changing what they're eating that's but we know that I'm guilty of that because I think great now I've ticked that box on the exercise but I'd never dream of eating to to, to match fuel that. the exercise. Yeah. Well, I think really, as you said, exercise and nutrition really do go hand in hand. And there's a lot more evidence now that sports nutrition and really anybody at an elite level, whether it's on a team, they will have a sports dietitian working with them. Or if somebody is in an individual sport, chances are they will go and talk to somebody mm-hmm. about their nutrition. Because and I we can, now know it does make a difference. I can, and I can understand that. Yeah. But for the rest of us who are plodding around the place, do we really have to be mindful of yes. what we're eating? Yeah. And I suppose the one thing to think about is protein. And we seem to be talking about protein a lot. And Jenny and I were saying that, you know, there's a big focus on protein we're not talking about going out and buying you know specialised protein bars or powders that's not necessary for everyone but by having a look at your diet we can get protein in lots of everyday foods you find at home in your Mm -hmm. fridge yogurt milk is a good source eggs lean meat chicken and fish are good source of protein and then for the vegetarians peas beans and lentils really really cheap really high in protein you have tins of them at home Um, and then soya protein so if somebody's taking a milk or dairy alternative, that would be the best alternative to go for, which is high in protein. The others don't match up. So if you Mm -hmm. are vegan or vegetarian or you're not having a dairy food, go for the soya alternatives, tofu as well. Um, Things like that would be good sources. So protein is something to keep in mind at every meal throughout the day. And again, as we age, we know now that with an association with exercise, as you're getting older, the protein regularly throughout the day, not just one big, heavy, protein-rich meal in the evening, but actually throughout the day is what's really important to build strong muscle. Okay, so Jenny, let's focus on the exercise. So you want everybody to keep the muscle tone up and to keep doing a bit regularly. Is it important then that they back that up with a good diet that supports muscle growth? Absolutely. And we've talked before about how your lean muscle mass starts to reduce from the time you're in your late 30s onwards. So if you're thinking about maintaining that lean muscle mass through exercise and resistance training, then you also need to think about how that protein plays a role in that as well. So if somebody comes to see us in the older age category, really, we need to be also getting them to talk to a nutritionist because actually what needs to be done is the movement piece, but also making sure that they have those building blocks in their diet to build up that muscle. So what's the risk then if you have somebody coming to who says, yes, I'll do all of the exercise. If they don't address the diet, what problem do you see emerging? 
they're just not maximising what they can achieve. So they're only getting half of the story. So we really want to see people thinking about this more holistically and not just thinking, you know, siloed, oh, the physio is going to help me with the movement piece and then I go and see the nutritionist for something else. It's really the whole picture. So if you're trying to build muscle and get stronger, you should be thinking about both sides of it. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? I mean, we've talked about protein, Louise, but before you exercise, should you be introducing a little bit of extra carbs there? Yeah, well, that's that's something that very often we see people falling into that, you know, Oh, this is a bad thing, is it? Yes, okay. exactly. Or they might or they might say, oh, I'm going to start exercising, but then they'll think, oh, I'm going to lose weight. But really keeping, you know, having a healthy body weight, having the balance between exercise and eating, you, you need to eat. You know, you're not going to perform well. You're not going to have the strength to continue your exercise if you're not fueling your body. So carbohydrates and protein, then for bone health, calcium and vitamin D, they're the kind of main focus I suppose and also iron is very important for blood and blood is carrying oxygen to your working muscles so if somebody is anemic they'll feel very very tired and not will be able to perform in whatever sport whether it's going to a couple of exercise classes a week going for a walk with your friends or a jog or doing something more intensive so you need you know we don't want people to be adding up or having a calculator out working it out but roughly speaking for a, each kilogram of body weight, you need about 0.8 grams of protein. So if somebody is 70 kilos in weight, then they would need about 55 grams approximately of mm-hmm. protein in the day. What's that in old money now? Do you know so, 70 kilograms in stones roughly? In stones. Well, 60 kilos is about 10 stones. So 70, it's about, ele- about 11 right. stone. Or in, so, so for a man of about 11 stone or for, you know. One, yeah. Yeah. So they would need then in terms of, of the day, they would need to have some protein. So if, you know, if you have a piece of fish or chicken for your dinner, that's about 20 grams. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a glass of milk, that's about seven grams of protein. If you put that on your cereal, similarly, you know, so you don't have to drink the glass of milk, but putting milk on your cereal is about seven grams of protein. If you go for one of the um, milks now, which are fortified with protein, that can be up to 10 grams. So some so of you can the, build it up pretty easily, up really. If you kind of focus on it and having snacks during the day. So protein rich snacks. So again, you know, a yogurt or Greek yogurt would have twice the amount of protein as a regular yogurt. So mm-hmm. four grams in a carton of yogurt, eight grams in a Greek yogurt and then some yogurts now again have fortified protein so it's it's using the regular foods eggs about six grams of protein you know things like that or some tuna salad or at lunchtime so it's a matter of kind of going for the protein foods and when you're having your snack rather than just having a slice of toast of butter and jam you know there's a couple of grams of protein there in the bread but if you went for something which is high in protein you're going to be maximising that throughout the day and that is going to help them when it comes to the time that you're exercising Okay and that helps then Jenny does it if you have the food bit right it helps with the exercise does it? Absolutely, because what you're getting then is the benefit of both approaches. So if we're just talking about exercise and giving you a rehab plan, we're getting part of the story, but the food piece will complement that. And particularly if you're looking at older people where it's difficult to build up muscle, we need to be absolutely making sure that in those age groups that they're taking on enough protein. And that's quite a challenge because they can sometimes find it bland to eat. They find it difficult because they may not have the same appetite as somebody who's in their 20s and 30s who's fueling their exercise much more easily. So it really really depends on the age of the person who's in front of you. But then you're thinking about those risk factors also. The bone health piece is really important as well. But if you're trying to exercise to improve your bone health, but you're doing more exercise and you're expending more energy, you have to be fueling that energy through the food mm-hmm. side. And you want people to do resistance training, ideally, absolutely. using body weight or, or using some form That's of it, weight. Lifting against gravity. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're new to that, you're going to need all the support you can get, including from your diet. 
That's it. And it's just about education and being aware, even being aware that Greek yogurt is more full of protein than a normal yogurt. Having those little hints and tips are really important because, again, if you're in the older age group, you might find it more difficult to be eating more and more food. So if you can maximise the amount of protein you get to build those muscles as you're doing that resistance training, you're just really ticking all the boxes Mm. there much more easily. And are the rules the same then uh, on the diet if you're somebody who likes running, for example, or going for long cycles? So long periods of cardio activity. Well, the kind of the long distance, you often will need to eat more during it because what happens is the carbohydrate in your muscle, that's the limiting factor. Once that runs out, you actually have to stop. So if somebody is doing endurance sport, they will often have maybe kind of the gels or the bars with them to keep them going. If somebody is going off cycling on a Sunday morning, you know, up around the, the Wicklow Mountains, they're going to need to, to have fuel with them. Whereas if you're, you know, doing an hour of an exercise class, you don't need to stop and eat during the class. You know, you can you can eat well <laughs> you and, might. and make sure. But when you come home, Oh, make sure you have your dinner, your dinner when you go home. Don't go home and think, oh, it's great. I'm just going to go to bed now. I'm tired. You know, actually make the time to eat because we do know as well that that muscle in that half an hour to 40 minutes after exercise, you can refuel your muscle more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So you need to have something which is with carbs uh, and protein. I can see a, a problem in people's heads with this. Uh, Jenny, you might come in on this one. If they're exercising, increasing the exercise because they want to lose weight, mm-hmm. we're now saying, well, you have to eat a bit more. You have to change what you're, you're eating. And that mightn't sit well with people. And we also need to be careful that if people are trying to lose weight, that they're not losing muscle. That's a very important piece. So if they think they're losing weight because they're on the weighing scales and actually they're just losing muscle, they're in a worse position overall then. So what we need to be really educating people about is how their muscle is the most important thing. And if we can get them training in a way that they're improving their muscle, that actually improves their metabolic output. So they'll actually burn more calories after a resistance training session than they will after the cardio. So again, it's back to that education piece. What is the best for a person if they're trying to just improve how they move and improve how they feel in themselves rather than purely just about the weighing scales? Mm-hmm. So ignore the weight, weighing scales, ignore you're the saying, weighing because scales, actually yeah. it should remain more more or less the same if you're building up your muscle. Or in fact, you might even be a little heavier on the weighing scales because the muscle weighs more, but that's not a bad thing. That's what we actually want. Mm -hmm. The same nutrition rules apply to children after sport when they come in absolutely starving. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's really important that they they do eat. And again, you know, if they're coming in and having dinner, there's carbs in the dinner, there's protein, there's vegetables or, you know, fibre as well in there. So um, if children are doing a training sport and they're travelling, you know, they might need for older, for teenagers, for example, bring appropriate snacks with them because sometimes if they are away travelling to an event and the only thing that's available afterwards is a garage they tend to go in and it's a chocolate bar or you know and again those protein bars can be useful in terms of the amount of protein from time to time but they're very expensive they're high in sugar they're not the first choice and certainly not for um, adolescents and the same goes for sports drinks very often they're very high in sugar so there is the carbs there but you can do much better if you plan and have something in your gear bag you know like have something um, I know one of the ones that they would often use is maybe bring a pasta salad with them because they're getting some carbohydrate there that will help to refuel the muscle quickly and then when they get back can have a larger meal and have dinner with the protein Mil- yeah low fat milk as well is a great one for for um, for refueling because it is really high in protein. It also has carbs and electrolytes in there as well. In fact, anybody who's interested in adolescent sports nutrition, there is a lecture online from UCD, their sports nutrition um, 
group there are doing an online lecture next Monday evening and people can sign up online. If they want to go to our website, I just put the link up there so they can find it easily on indi.ie. Great, so people so, can, can yeah, log for on For adolescents, there. it's just an online lecture next Monday evening because Great that's idea. something we get asked a lot for the teenagers. Okay, so Jenny, I also want to ask you about um, dehydration and the impact that might have on people, again, who are doing those longer periods of exercise like runners. Yeah, so I mean, hydration, it, it, water plays a crucial function in our body. So it transports, um, it you know eliminates waste, it helps to lubricate our joints, it lubricates our mucous membranes. So the hydration is another key piece. So we look at all these pillars of well-being, the physical activity, the nutritional side of it, hydration, sleep. All of these things are things to consider when you're exercising and you're trying to make yourself overall more healthy. So yes, that's just another piece of the puzzle. So we're looking at about 100, uh, sorry, 1.5 to two litres of water per day. And by the time you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So we need to be sipping it nice and regularly throughout the day. We shouldn't just be feeling thirsty and then trying to, you know, down a pint of water. That's not the right way to go about it. We need to get used to having water in our tummy because, again, sometimes when people go out exercising, then they feel they need to use the bathroom. So if we get used to sipping water regularly during the day, we have it in our tummies, we get used to that. And that's a really important piece. And again, depending on the age of the person. Older people tend to find it more difficult to keep themselves hydrated. If they're indoors and the central heating is on, you can feel your mouth getting dry. Again, you need to be sipping that water yep. and keeping that in keep the forefront yourself of your mind. Keep yourself topped up the whole way through and, the day. And of course, the easiest way, Claire, is if you check your urine when you go to the bathroom. If it's pale yellow, that's what you want. If it's darker or going towards a brown, that's a sign that you're dehydrated. You're so it's very easy to check. Jenny, thank you so much. Jenny Brannigan from Total Physio and Louise Reynolds, who's a uh, dietitian. Lovely to see you both.